Welcome to Ukulele is the New Black. I'm Meredith Harper and I love to play the ukulele. In this podcast, I talk to ukulele players to find out why they play ukulele, what they love about it, and how it's changed their lives. I wanted to play an instrument, because musicians are so cool and I wanted to be cool, but I found playing an instrument was kind of hard. My final New York interview is with Gracie Terzian a ukulele player and teacher who's known for playing a harp ukulele, which is something I had never seen before. We had a great chat in her New York studio, surrounded by her many ukuleles and other instruments. Enjoy. Ukulele player, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Gracie Terzian. I'm a singer, songwriter, a ukulele player, and teacher. And we're here in New York? I live in New York City. I'm in originally from Virginia, okay. uh, but uh, the D.C. suburbs, but I've been here about six, seven years now. It's lovely, and I'm in your studio here, which is beautiful because it's got ukuleles all over the walls and, That's right. and one guitar, one snuck guitar in, which yeah. is which is perfectly acceptable it's allowed <laughs> some some guitar players think that I, I don't like them because i have a ukulele podcast it's not true there's room for everybody that's true yeah <laughs> you, you could, ukulele players have open hearts they're they accepting do. of other instruments <laughs> although i've played it um i've played it at some festivals before where they said you can put you don't you can't have a guitar with you on stage, which I thought was funny because it it overpowers the sound of the ukulele. Oh, because so. like so. some really strict anti-guitar <laughs> rules in place, which I found amusing. I said, "That's fine, no worries." <laughs> well, I was at a festival recently, and the two people came up to play, and one had ukulele and one had a guitar, mm-hmm. and everyone's looking and thinking, "Oh." What's that? What's that to me? Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> but they were fine. They, 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 they played Horrifying. Yeah. Oh, they played beautifully. And yeah, and no one really mind once they started playing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think the guitar has to overpower if you play it right. You yeah, have to. if it's amplified enough. If they're not amplified, then yes, the guitar definitely probably yeah. is definitely louder. But um, but yeah, if you have amps and stuff, it's probably yeah, fine. Yeah, that's right. It's all magical, it's fine. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, ukulele. <clears throat> yes. Why did you decide to play ukulele? Well, I'm so actually this harp ukulele is the first ukulele I ever got. That isn't and actually this is how we, I started. Before mm-hmm. we talk about that, we should talk about the harp ukulele. Yeah. So because obviously this is audio, people can't see this beautiful thing that yeah. you're clutching there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure the photo, the photo of me has the ukulele yes, in it. We'll That's the main that. event. It's the harp ukulele. Um, yeah, basically it's a tenor ukulele with um, four bass harp strings on top of like on, on top of it. So there's basically two two necks. And um, these, they're very low, the, obviously they're bass harp strings, um, and that's the ukulele part. Um, so I actually ordered this um, on Amazon, of all places. You can truly get anything now you on Amazon. <laughs> it's the, the world's marketplace. Um, but yeah, I, I, was, I had been playing um, piano and singing and songwriting just on the piano, and I wanted to get some kind of stringed instrument because I had never played one before. And so I was just like on a YouTube black hole watching one video after another. <laughs> and somehow I ended up on a video of a harp ukulele and I was listening to it. And I just thought it sounded so beautiful and looked so cool. And I was like, what is this? And I was like, maybe this is what I should get as my first 
stringed instrument. It's a logical first one, yeah. isn't it? Because it looks so easy to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I kind of bought it on a whim um, uh, for myself, um, and I it I was lucky that it turned out to be a very nice ukulele as well. Um, it's like um, it's well made, high quality, all those all those good things. And you know, when you order something online, you never quite know it a lot. Normally, I don't like to order instruments online, but for, you don't you can't find harp ukuleles in a local store. So I thought this is I kind of have to get it online. That's my only option. So so I did it, and um, I remember my dad was like, "Why on earth would you waste your money on this? You're never gonna play like it's such a stupid thing." But I was like, <laughs> "Ah, look who's still playing that thing all these years later." So. Um, but yeah, I, I really got in, very into it very quickly um, and started sort of translating the music that I was writing on the piano onto the harp ukulele. Um, and I um, was sort of just teaching myself how to use it. And I also, um, like at first I started, when I first started playing, I was playing with a weird tuning as well. I decided to tune it to G flat, C, E flat, and A. Okay. Um, it, you've done a lot of very interesting choices for a beginner here. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was because a lot of the songs that I had written, I really wanted to have this, um, like this G flat and E flat note low on the neck for certain like chord voicings of certain songs. And so I thought, well, okay, if I, I really want those two notes so badly, you know, I really wish there was a G flat right there and an E yeah. flat right That's there. That's why you need the reverse capo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I thought, well, maybe I could just. Uh, lower it and I hadn't I did it's not like I was already knew how to play ukulele and was used to these chord voicings so I basically sort of made um like my you know all the chord shapes change but that's how I first started learning was in this weird tuning with all these weird chords and um it's actually still like it's a cool tuning to play in it sort of makes I mean especially those songs had kind of a lot of like jazz chords and chords with upper extensions and when you do play like that tuning it brings those upper extensions like closer together on the neck so you're and doesn't is it having to stretch quite so far to reach some of these weird, um, you know, uh, sort of different uh, yeah, extensions? But I, um, but then I, I started. I decided I should later check out normal tuning too, and I, <laughs> I like the normal tuning a lot as well. So, um, and and then after once I started got into playing this harp ukulele, I thought, well, I'm also just playing the ukulele. This is well, this part can, of it is a ukulele. That's so, right. You can play it without using. The so I got also just into the regular ukulele, and then I started. Getting all these other ukuleles, as you can see on the wall. The ukulele acquisition syndrome kicked exactly, in. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so it was a slow, um, yeah, it, it, well, no, actually it happened pretty quickly once I got the harp ukulele, but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, as far, and then as far as what got me really into playing other ukuleles as well as harp, the harp ukulele, I think, um, I like playing the other ukuleles. They're a little easier to strum with because with this harp ukulele, I mean, you can, like... I can strum, but I can't, my, it, it's very easy to accidentally hit the harp strings yeah. and um, it's something that I'm continuously working on is getting better and better at strumming on this thing, but a lot of the the things that, it's this, the harp ukulele is a little better for picking pattern kind of stuff just because that's, makes sense. makes sense, but so with the other ukuleles I wanted to be able to strum with my hand really whacking around super yeah. high and low especially while I was learning how to strum and stuff. So that was sort of one of the reasons why I wanted to start playing other ukuleles too. Um, yeah, I mean, what's not to love about the ukulele? It's super small and easy to carry. Um, yeah, I think that's a huge uh, advantage to the ukulele as well is its size. It makes it, although once you start to 
decide you need to play three different ukuleles at your concert, you are like, well, this is basically the size of a double bass now. I've got That's these true. three. So they, uh, if you play just one ukulele, though, then it's small. Yeah. Yep. But they, they, once you pile them out, they start to get pretty big. Um, so yeah, those are the those are the main reasons. So you you're self taught. Um, yeah, I, I am. I I, I do um, like I definitely. I hang out with a lot of musicians and I'm always asking them for, you know, tips or we'll trade lessons with each other, like guitarists, I'll say, hey, can you teach me something? And um, they'll give me a lesson, I'll give them a lesson on singing or anything, you know, whatever it is, or I'll, you know. Um, so yeah, for ukulele, I'm mostly self, uh, but actually I, um, uh, I actually recently started taking some lessons, uh, do you know Vinicius Vivas, he's Brazilian? Okay, so he's a Brazilian uh, ukulele player who's really amazing. Um, and I met him when I went to Brazil maybe two years ago. Um, and then later I, uh, I asked him, hey, can I um, take lessons over Skype with you? Um, so I've been doing that actually, which has been really, really fun and great. Nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm always like, I'm not, I, want, I guess, technically sort of self-taught but not really because I'm always asking people for technique lessons on but just not very formally or you know yeah it's sort of a yeah I'm not I'm definitely not learning things by myself in a vacuum I'm definitely <laughs> uh I'm definitely like reaching out to people to learn about things constantly so yeah I think in, in the ukulele community that's no one's truly self-taught are they because no we do just tend sit to in the empty room and just suddenly master it yeah <laughs> it doesn't happen so yeah so yeah no it's 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 always yeah yeah it's, I think that goes for anything so yeah and so here in New York there's a pretty good ukulele community yeah there is um it's I would say that like the west coast probably has a bigger ukulele community and scene and there are more people I don't know why exactly if it's because it's closer to Hawaii or if it's because it's sunnier there and people <laughs> want to go outside and play their ukulele more yeah, I'm not yeah. sure um, but there definitely is a um, definitely a ukulele community here in New York and there's definitely um, some really great players who live here as well so um, did you get a chance to talk to Paul Hemmings at all he's no. a great okay yeah he's a, he's a great um, ukulele player who lives here as well there are a lot of great people so um, yeah and do you play with other people at any kind of, you know, <coughs> formal way or do you just hang out? Yeah. Um, so I, do you mean in a jam scenario or yeah, in a performance or way? Performance, probably both. Yeah. So I, I do perform around um, New York and sometimes out of town as well. Um, but yeah, I, when I play shows, I usually don't play with another ukulele player. Um, recently I've been doing shows with a, like a double bass player and a violinist. Um, that's sort of been the most recent nice. lineup which has been fun it's a it's a nice um group and sound so yeah this um yeah so that's so what kind of music do you play with them um it's uh it's a mixture of original music and covers um it tends to be sort of a i guess it's sort of a blend of jazz and folk you could say that would be how i would describe it all right so you've told me about this wonderful thing yeah. perhaps you'd like to play something on it. sure yeah um let's see here Um, okay, I can play, this is a song that I wrote called Love Rest. Out to a soul swimming upstream Are there angels listening? What am I to do? I'm still in love 
If I told the truth, you may be gone Painfully I'd carry on Buried by the sea, love rest in easy peace Peace, all I've waited for A love I cannot leave, let us be A special chest fit for our love of memories I'm thinking of. Toss it out to sea, love rest in easy peace. I know I must wait here on the beach till it's far beyond my reach. Buried by the sea, love rest in easy peace. Nice. <laughs> it's a lovely sound, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it has a little um yeah. So when when you're not even if you're not playing the harp strings, they do kind of vibrate a little bit on mm. their own. So even just if you just play the ukulele part, they kind of add a I mean it's minimal but a slight resonance to the, to the sound. But then yeah, having those low notes it really it gives it a little nice depth. Yeah. But um but they're drone strings, so these harp strings, they only play one note each, so you have to, like, you can't fret oh, of them. of course, there's no fingering on them. So you have to pick your four notes that you would like to play yeah. either for the song or for your show. Um, and, uh, yeah, and so they, yeah. I wish there were 12 of them, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are they actual harp strings? They are, supposedly. That's what I've mm. been told. Because I was thinking, obviously, there wouldn't be such a thing as a ukulele harp string, because there wouldn't be the demand. To make that. <laughs> no, no, no one was manufacturing this. Yeah, and actually, the company that made this, Anui Nui, they said that they they only made. Um, I think it ended up being this limited edition kind of thing because it just wasn't like that. Maybe it was too expensive to make versus how much they were making from it. So it wasn't yeah. it wasn't ultimately profitable, but which is a shame because I have people who contact me and they say, "Where can I get a harp ukulele?" And I wish I could point them in the right direction, but I can't because I don't. There are not many people making them, and the the few other ones I do know about, I've never actually heard them in person, so I don't, I can't really vouch for them or say yeah. that they're good. But yeah. but people, you know, you have if you want to get one of these new and new ones, you kind of have to wait and for one to appear on eBay or something yeah. like that, yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I hope that uh, some a bigger company starts to manufacture them. I mean, people actually are into them, and a lot of people say, "Oh, I really want one." So. Whether that turns into an actual sale or not for That's right. a ukulele company, I'm not sure, but um, definitely appears that people seem to want them or be interested in them. But maybe, well, we, maybe someday you could start a whole new resurgence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll uh, try to yeah spend the rest of my life learning how to build ukuleles and then make them myself. No. <laughs> Probably not not the best use of my time. I have a lot of learning to do. Not <laughs> all. Um, so songwriting, when did you start writing songs? Um, so I started writing, um, I got really serious about songwriting in college actually. So that was, um, yeah, that was, it was in college. Um, and that was really what got me into music in general was songwriting. So, um, like I had 
studied piano growing up and all that stuff, but I wasn't ever that passionate about it. I was not, um, I didn't practice as much as I should have. And I, I mean, I liked it. It wasn't that I didn't like it, but I wasn't super, super into it. Um, but then when I started songwriting, I got really into it. And I, then I was like, oh, I want to be better at playing the piano and playing other instruments. So that was what got me into practicing more was wanting to get better at playing stuff I had written or just learning about things to write or that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, songwriting is fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, college. Yeah. <clears throat> and where do you get your inspiration for, for songs? Um, I think, um, well, different places. I mean, I guess definitely real life, of course, is I mean, a huge place of inspiration. Um, but you can also get inspiration from uh, just a single word or a single phrase or a few words trying to start lyrics. I mean, as far as lyric writing is concerned, um, for me, like, so when it comes to writing the music, it's like a little more, I think that's a little easier. It happens a bit more quickly than the, I think I spend more time writing the lyrics than the music itself because it's what I sit there fussing over and going, oh, that's so stupid, you know, <laughs> for the lyrics. Oh, did I really say this? It's pretty easy to think your own lyrics sound really stupid, whereas with music, it's a little like, okay, is it a, is it a nice melody or not? You know, it yeah. sounds, you know, and as far as writing music, I feel like that comes more quickly to me, just like, okay, the melody, I hearing this melody in my head, I'm writing it out, making some adjustments to it, but it's pretty, it doesn't come with too much like uh, self-criticism, like, oh, come yeah. on, you really think that is a good melodic choice? Um, but with lyrics, they can, you can really, you can really uh, get bent out of shape going, ah, oh, that's so stupid. Um, but I try to, I try not to, I try not to fuss over them too much, because at the end of the day, you just have to, you can't, you know, you can spend forever saying they're trying to tweak. Um, yeah. lyrics so yeah. after a while you have to say okay that's it um but yeah I think um as for, for lyric inspiration yeah it could be a single word that you see on a street sign or an advertisement or a phrase or um you can watch a movie and then or see a play and then <clears throat> suddenly be inspired by one of the lines or maybe by one of the character situations or whatever it is but um but yeah I didn't definitely um real life too obviously so yeah. main places and so you teach as well yeah I, I do um, I teach mostly ukulele um, but I teach I do also teach um, some students guitar and bass um, and that's it that those, those are the only things I'm teaching right now so but yeah I have a fair amount of students um, it's a pretty big part of my um, like income and you know is teaching and it's really fun so it's all private lessons in New York City so I teach people in people's homes and then they also come here to take lessons so um yeah it's really fun it's a nice um you know you, you learn yourself from teaching you know people will bring you songs and say I really want to learn this and it's a song I've never heard before or mm. a band I've never heard before so kind of <clears throat> I like it it keeps me discovering new things and thinking you know and it um and also thinking about how to teach certain concepts to people is always fun. It makes you think about things in different ways and, yep. you know, oh, how can I, how can I simplify this or get boil this down to the, you know, to its core sort of to teach somebody or all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. I get that a bit with my singing teacher because she's, she's a fair bit younger than me. Okay. And I'll bring along a song. I think everyone's heard this and she said, 
nope. She's like, no, I've never heard it. That's so but, funny. Yeah, I think she enjoys that challenge as well. She think actually, oh, yeah, this is a really good song. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's a, I never would have come across it otherwise. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you teach all the different ages? Yes, all yeah. ages. Quite a wild, wildly large range. Like, um, I think my youngest student. Well, I have taught students as young as two and a half, which I think is wow. That's insane. <laughs> it's too young to learn ukulele. Um, it, well, they've the, got such time. I know they can't under, really understand the concept of like no. fretting. And I mean, I like to joke like maybe if you like were to like beat them and physically abuse them, they could learn it. But <laughs> I, I guess you could teach them some strumming. That yeah, okay. yeah, they can strum. They yeah. can strum. But yeah, the actual chords. But that's, that's no. They're silly, too, if you're two and a half. You kind of want to run around and like play and like sing songs mm. and hit the ukulele and strum it. You know, you don't. You're not sitting. The whole two finger coordination thing. I mean, a piano is much easier to teach little kids because they just have to take one finger and hit one key. It's a much, much yeah. easier uh, motion to get the sound out. Where, but if, you know, you have to take your finger and pick a place on the fretboard. The frets. It's it's a little much for. They can't even count and a half it, really, can they? Well, they probably can count at that age. But they can count, but their their attention spans are quite short um <laughs> it just becomes like a music class at that age as far as like we'll just do singing stuff ear training things strumming rhythm you know this kind of thing but right now my youngest student is she's um about to turn five so she's four and a half um which is totally actually they can start to they can yeah. definitely be playing and understanding things at that age um and then um, my oldest student is um, in her 70s. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So it, a whole wide range. And then all types of people in between, you know, like businessmen, middle-aged businessmen who are like, oh, I really want to play the ukulele to unwind after work. Or, you know, um, teenage girls, um, you know, uh, just all types of people. So, which is fun. So, um, you know, you'd be surprised all the different all the different types of people who want to play ukulele, so. <laughs> and New York is such a cross-section of people anyway. Oh, yeah, it? definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, there are a lot of different types of people here, so that's for sure. Do you have another song? I Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, should I play... Uh, yeah, let me see here. What, what could I play? All the choices. <laughs> so many choices. Yeah, that might be fun. Okay, so maybe I'll do a, since I did one original, I'll do a cover now. Yeah, let's do that's that. That's great. Um, so this is um, Waiting for a Train by Jimmy Rogers. Hopefully I remember it. All around the water tank, waiting for the train. A thousand miles away from home, sleeping in the rain. I walked up to the brakeman to give him a line of talk He says if you got money, I'll see that you don't want I haven't got a nickel, not a penny, can I show? Get off, get off, you bomb, he slammed the box car door He put me off in Texas, a state I dearly love The wide open spaces all around me, moon and stars up above Nobody seems to want me, or lend me a helping hand I'm on my way from Frisco, I'm going back to Dixieland All my pocketbook is empty, my heart is full of pain A thousand miles away from home, waiting for the train 
that instrument suits that so well. Yeah, I thought just it would be just to do the little, little boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah, I thought maybe that would be a good it, demonstration. It, it, it almost it. went half banjo then. Well, not. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. No, it has like a little country boom, rhythm. Boom, boom. Yeah, the little. Yeah. You can pluck them as bass notes. So yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you can hear them. It's it's, it's very it's a quiet instrument, especially these low um, bass strings. It's like you know, so some uh, hopefully. Can hear them with usually I run them through an amp just because it's hard so hopefully yeah. the microphone picks it up if not what well, you'll have to send me recording <laughs> yeah yeah totally no problem <laughs> well I think we'll do the, the the last question okay which is how has ukulele changed your life um well um oh man it's changed my life tremendously um my whole life revolves around it so um and yeah it really does I mean I it's one of those things when I I'm I think about, oh, I never would have planned to be a ukulele player and teacher at this point in my life, you know, as, you know, sometimes your life doesn't, it's not like a goal that I had set out to do and it just sort of happened and I guess that's how life works sometimes, <laughs> you know, the thing I'm doing professionally is just something that, uh, yeah, sometimes things just happen, but it's um, in, in a very good way, it's been a very nice surprise, you know. Um, at first I was just playing it for fun and then it um, suddenly it became a total totally what I was doing professionally but um, yeah I mean it's it's uh, definitely changed my life just because it's I mean I the music I'm writing is all you know I'm writing it on the ukulele I'm playing it on the ukulele so it's uh, become a means of self-expression and you know uh, all that kind of all that kind of thing and then also um, teaching has been really rewarding and fulfilling too. I mean, it's really fun to, you know, watch other people improve and stuff and know that you were, you know, part of that. It's exciting and fun. So that's very rewarding, I think. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, given me tremendous joy and um, fulfillment in life. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gracie, thank you so much of for talking course, to thank you. It's thank you for pleasure. talking to me as well. Ukulele is the New Black is produced by me, Meredith Harper. I wrote the theme tune and I performed it with Jasmine Fellows, Jeff Skellums, Jim Croft, Paul Marsh, Chris Williams and Sandra Shaw. Seb Carrero does the graphic design. If you want more information about any of the things mentioned in today's podcast, I have links in the show notes as well as a playlist with songs relating to today's episode on the Ukulele is the New Black YouTube channel. If you enjoy this podcast, please give it a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser and tell your friends. Episodes are released every second Monday and you can subscribe pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. I'll be back with another episode in two weeks. Bye.